low, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists say goodbye To the lies, the fakeness and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, it's Monday And uh, we're gonna start the week off with some Q and AF that is uh, where you submit your actual questions and I give you the AF answers. Um, you could submit those questions as always to... Guys, email those questions in to askandyandandyforsella.com. Sometimes when you tune in, it won't be Q&AF. Sometimes it'll be CTI. CTI stands for Cruise the Internet. It's self-explanatory. We cruise the internet. We put topics up on the screen, usually three or four. Uh, we talk about what truth may be there. We make fun of these people and the people that write them and the people who believe them uh, heavily. And then we talk about what truth there may be and how this represents a problem that we, the common sense, hardworking, badass, high-achieving, kick-ass motherfuckers need to solve, okay? Then we have real talk sometimes. Real talk is five to 20 minutes of uh, real talk. That's where I deliver um, some, you know, heat, or fire, or whatever the fuck you guys would like to call it, drop some fucking bombs on your head. And, uh, you know, half the people love it and half the people don't love it, but it's what needs to be said from my perspective. And sometimes we have full length. And full length is sort of like all the other podcasts, uh, but I'm just not as good of an interviewer as some of these guys. But we do have good conversations. And normally I want to bring on my successful, kick-ass, uh, wealthy, high-achieving uh, interesting people who have done real things in real life and expose how fucking ordinary they actually are so that you will understand that nobody has things that you don't already have, okay? Because that's the biggest lie. People talk, all the media, the, the, the Democrats got their big lie. The Republicans got their big lie. But the biggest lie of all is that the successful people that you look up to have some sort of qualities that you don't, okay? Because they do not. And that's the basis of the show. The basis of the show is to become great so that we can make the world a better place. It's that simple. And I do that in a, in a very unique way. Uh, it's not for everybody, but, it, you know, if it's for you, pinkies up. Yeah, yes, You know sir. what I'm saying? Uh, we do have a fee on the show, and the fee is very simple. Um, please share the show, okay? I get a lot of comments. I talked about this a couple episodes ago, but I get a lot of comments from you guys like, why is the show not bigger? Like, first of all, we run a massive show, okay? We're doing re very well. But second of all, if you want the show to grow, there's only one way to grow it, and that's by you sharing it. So if you think that we should be bigger and we should have more of a voice and, and better things could happen if people heard what we're talking about, which is the feedback that I get from most of you all, maybe help us out, okay? Uh, maybe not listen to 30 shows and then give us one share. Maybe when there's a good point, on a show that gives you value, that makes you think, that makes you laugh, that gives you a tool that you can use, maybe you take that as a value exchange and share the show in exchange. I think that's a pretty fair uh, trait. Maybe don't be a hoe. Yeah, and share the show. Share the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's it, man. Um, anyway, Q&AF. So what's going on, man? I just got uh, today, we're recording this on Friday. I just got kicked off Instagram. Yeah, I was about to say, hopefully by this time Monday, you guys uh, will have made up. 
Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You're free. Free my boy, Andy. I don't really care, though, Bill, because, like, the truth is, is that we're building this new deal, and I'm more excited about that than anything else. I'm excited to put all my content to it, uh, and I'm going to talk about it more on the show coming up as we get ready to launch. So I'm not too worried about it, even if they don't give me my shit back. I don't fucking care. You know, the truth is, you know, the censorship in this country is insane. You know, the fact that a certain side of the belief system needs to suppress the other side of the belief system really should tell you everything that you need to know. Because in a real world situation, the best ideas are the ones that should win. And all of us, regardless of how you lean politically or what you believe or what you think, should understand that the best ideas actually benefit all of us the most. And if we suppress half or three quarters of the people out there, which is what's been happening, um, the best ideas never see the light of day. And what we're left with is a situation that doesn't benefit any of us. And so, you know, I'm excited to do what we're getting ready to do because there will be far less censorship. I could be far more open with actual beliefs. Um, I don't have to worry about, you know, these people on the internet who have the power of, you know, fucking Instagram, right? Deleting my shit or locking me out because they don't like what I was, what I said. You know, what I said this morning is not unreasonable talk. Okay. And I get labeled a lot as some sort of far right person. I am not far right at all. I am fucking right down the middle. I understand the need for philosophies on the left. And I understand the need for philosophies on the right. And I understand the idea of compromise and working together. And I am extreme about that. Okay. I'm extreme about freedom, but to label me as far right, because I'm loud and I have a strong voice and a presence and strong opinions is an accurate label. Okay. So when we really think about what we have going on in this country, we need to be really careful who we think is what we think they are uh, in terms of, you know, what we label people. Because, dude, the truth of the matter is, is that most of these people that are Democrats, they have, they are reasonable people. Most of the people that are Republicans are also reasonable. And we are being divided by people who are very rich, very powerful, and very established in our systems of government. And all I talked about this morning was the need for free and fair elections, truly free. I'm talking about voting in person the same day. I'm talking about no mail-in ballot bullshit. I'm talking about no ballot harvesting. I'm talking about no electronic machines. I'm talking about reasonable things. Voter ID, okay? You must be an American citizen. And if I had it my way, you would have to pay taxes too, okay? Because if you're not putting in, you shouldn't have a say in what's going on, all right? However, that's what I said this morning. And I actually can't believe that the call, a call for election integrity is somehow offensive to any single citizen, no matter where they lie politically. Now, I definitely did say that, I don't know, the people cheating in these elections are your neighbors. They're people that live down the street from you. These are individuals. These are people with names and addresses. And these are the people who have punished you for stepping out of line, some of us for over a decade. Okay, definitely strongly for the last three years. And what damage have they caused with that? So when is it going to be understood that these people who are willing to cheat, lie, steal, and defraud us of our actual constitutional rights, when is it going to be understood that they understand that they're cheating and they don't give a fuck, okay? 
The problem with the right and the middle right now is that these people on the right and the middle somehow believe that the other side, who these individuals, and I'm not even saying the whole party because it's not all Democrats that are cheating. And by the way, there's a lot of Democrats who are pissed off about election integrity as well because they understand how this should be and they understand what it, what result is. And the result eventually is war, civil war, okay? Because if you keep suppressing people who believe they have a right to their opinion and a right to have their vote count, eventually they will fucking kill the people who are fucking with them. That's what's going to happen. And we're in a situation now where, like, for example, in Phoenix, and I don't know what's going to happen between now and Monday. This might resolve itself. I don't fucking know. However, elections don't take longer than one fucking day. They never have in the history of this country. Now, because of COVID, They've written in all this mail-in bullshit. They do all this ballot harvesting that Obama was fucking famous for putting into play. And now we have a scenario where they try to extend the election so that they can fudge it any which way they can. And 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 what's what I was saying in my story that got me kicked off the fucking Instagram was that, you know what? Maybe, and this is true, and this is not extreme talk. Do you not believe that criminals should be intimidated and scared to fucking do criminal activity? Should they not be afraid of the law? Should they not be afraid of the repercussions? What keeps criminals in check in reality? The fear of getting caught, the fear of the repercussions. And these people for many years now have used language, have used intimidation, and have used name calling and fucking titles and all kinds of fake lists to intimidate and manipulate the people of this country into silence. So, all I was stating was a very simple thing. They don't operate by the same rules. They don't have integrity. They don't care if they're cheating. And what I see is a bunch of conservative people pointing at them and being like, oh man, what do you mean? Look, it's so obvious you're cheating. Yeah, no shit, dude. They understand they're cheating. They're doing it on purpose. They are not going to validate you by saying, oh, you know what? You're right. We're cheating. This is fucking war. They don't care how they win. They aren't fighting with integrity. There aren't fucking rules. They're not going to take the high road. And these happen to be the weakest, laziest, non-contributing members of society that continue to fuck with the legitimate process that this country was founded upon. Now, why is it that people in these neighborhoods are not taking it upon themselves to do the same shit that these people have done to everybody else for the last fucking however many years and make them afraid to commit the very fucking crimes that they're committing? Mm -hmm. What's extreme about that? These people have names. These people have addresses. These people can be publicly shamed and put on blast and fucking they do the exact same shit they do to everybody else. It's done to us in our country. It's done to us in our country. What happens when someone steps out of line? What happens when someone bucks the narrative? What happened to Kanye? What happened to Kyrie? What's happened to Elon Musk? What's happened to millions and millions of other Americans who have tried to stand up for what they believe is fucking right? to expose the corruption and expose the power and expose what the fuck is happening in this country. What's happened to them? 
but we can't even say, hey, there's Steve from down the street who's down at the election office and he's fucking us all because of his own selfish wants and beliefs and desires, what he thinks, bro, I'll say that now, I'll say that in public, I'll say that in front of everybody. Any election that is fucked with is treason, okay? And if you're going to kick me off the fucking internet for saying that, then so be it. That's why I built my own fucking platform. That's why I started building it three fucking years ago. That's why I'm excited to jump on it because I don't have to fuck with any of these people anymore. We, dude, what, what, do we, what do we not understand about this, DJ? No, I don't get it, man. And I know one of the things that, that really pisses me off with like just coming down to the censorship shit, right? Like you could tell these people are evil fucks not by what they censor, but by what they don't. You know what I'm saying? Like there's free rampant porn, there's child pornography, there's like all the shit that's, that's going over, but let's censor, you know, free speech. Let's censor somebody who just thinks differently. It makes sense. Completely violating the fucking constitution, the fundamental document this country was fucking built on. These people dox people on the internet. Yeah. They openly, they, they post people's names, phone numbers and addresses. Yeah. And they've done this for 12 years. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the problem though, bro. Because which, what we see consistently is like, you know, people on the right, right leaning, you know, we, we do our best to try to take that high route. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we try to lose every time that stoop way. to their fucking level. You cannot fight an enemy who is, who is playing a different set of rules. Okay. This would be like going out on the fucking battlefield. You're showing up to a street fight with fucking boxing gloves, bro. And then saying, well, what do you mean? You got a gun? Exactly. That's not fucking fair. And they're going to say, yeah, we don't care. Boom. Exactly. This is the misunderstanding in this country. There's too many passive people. There's too many people who know exactly what the fuck is going on and who are unwilling to say or do anything about it. And because there's no fear about doing these things that these people do, they continue to do it. Anyway, so yeah, so I got kicked off the internet. <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking joke, dude. And you know what's cool, though? Every time they fucking censor someone like me or someone else who's saying some shit, it just exposes more truth to everybody else. More people see what's going on. Oh, there isn't an organization that controls the, the free speech of Americans through social media? Boom, block, banned. Oh, okay. All, all I said was maybe they should have to take the same medicine that we've had to take for the last 10 years. Maybe if we gave them the same medicine they gave us, they would fucking be afraid to cheat. I didn't say go fucking do anything. Right. I said, what are you going to do? I'm just asking. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, dude, these are, com these are communities. Like, nobody's cheating in my community. No. Nobody's cheating in St. Louis here. It's not fucking happening. It's not fucking happening. You know why it's not fucking happening? Because we make sure it doesn't fucking happen. Yeah. I work the polls. Yeah. And now you have these, these cities in Atlanta fucking... Uh, Philadelphia, uh, Maricopa, Detroit, Maricopa County, <clears throat> yeah. Phil Philadelphia, Phoenix, all of California, New York, okay, that consistently do the same thing in our election. And fucking, fucking 2020, there was a water main break, right? Right. Fucking last night at, uh, in Nevada, there's a camera power outage for eight hours, and they, and all of a sudden, you, you, you turn the cameras back on, and the other candidate is caught. The one they want has caught the one that they didn't want. Okay. 
Makes sense to me. Now, now, why are the people in that neighborhood not raising hell to keep that from happening? That's the problem. We have people who won't regulate their own communities, okay? And it's costing America everything. It's fucking frustrating, dude, because they're not doing it everywhere. They're doing it in key strategic places that allow them to maintain some sort of power. They got that shit down to a science. Yeah, I know. But people will not say or do anything about it. And to be completely honest, dude, I'm being real talk here. I'm fucking sick of doing this show, talking about this shit, and having all you motherfuckers that listen not do a goddamn thing. I, you, you DM me, and you fucking say, oh, that's a great show, but you won't share it because you're fucking cowardly. You're afraid what your fucking friends are going to say. You're afraid what your fucking cousin's going to say. You're afraid what your fucking parents are going to say. Maybe if you grew a little bit of courage and actually stood by what you actually believed, things could begin to change. I won't be here to do this for very much longer. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm fucking tired of it. I'm excited about pouring back into the next generation about how to win, though. Very excited about that. Anyway, what we got? I got some good ones for you. Cool. Let's, uh, let's get into these. Uh, Andy, question number one. I got into a startup franchise, uh, very naive and not knowing anything. I take responsibility for my decision, but I'm learning that the way they do business does not align with my values and or even your teachings, which I value. Uh, I'm in a contract with them and I have a lease on top of that. Would you suggest moving on from this situation? And if so, what steps would you take to do it? You know, I, there's a lot of unknowns there. I don't know how much, I don't know, I don't know how much you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, I don't know what kind of deal this is. I don't know what kind of influence you could have. There's a lot of unknowns, but here, here's what I think. I think that when an organization does as a whole, doesn't share the same values that you share, uh, it's probably not the best fit. And, and that's okay because to have values, that means that there's going to be people that do not fit inside those values. That's the purpose of the values. You know, nowadays, everybody thinks that everything should be compatible for everybody. That's not just the way it is. And if you think that way, you're going to be disappointed most of the time. So, and this is why, this is actually why most people can never really get a personal brand going because they try to be everything to everybody with no set value system. They try to please everybody. They try to make everybody happy. They try to try, try to be every personality they can to every single person and none of that sticks it never sticks because when you behave that way you're you're vanilla to everybody right mm. you you're not you're you're far better off trying to make the 50% that are are have the uh inclination to like you love you than you are to try to make the whole 100% which is made up of 50% of people that have the inclination to love you or like you, and then 50% that just won't. And so when you try to appease all those people, you lose them all. So you have to understand that automatically, you know, your value system is going to eliminate 50% of the people. Uh, and that's not on the topic, but I think it's important for people to understand. But when in this situation, man, you know, if you if you <laughs> if you've already identified this and you're that early in it, I would do everything I can to get out of that. You know, because the real currency that you're going to lose is going to be the time. It's not going to be the money. It's not going to be the investment. 
you know, you could lose another five, six years trying to fucking, you know, make this work and, and, and still be like, fuck, this isn't what I want it to be because it's already such an established thing. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, um, my, my advice in this scenario would be to learn the lesson that you seem to have already learned, which was you need to do your homework mm -hmm. uh, before you get involved with things. Yeah. And then move on. How many times have you seen that happen? Like people. Oh, it's you, happened to me before. Yeah. You like see it, this nice, shiny, everything yeah. looks great. I'm all in. Yeah, bro. That's happened to me before. I can remember, uh, you know, back in the day uh, when I was, I don't know, 16, there was the Internet was kind of new and there was this thing. And I know it sounds stupid now, but you got to remember Google didn't exist. OK, so there was this thing called Internet Yellow Pages. And I bought a franchise from the Internet Yellow Pages for my local area, uh, and it was $8,000. And I didn't have $8,000. Oh, I financed that shit on a credit card. And um, I, started, I started working it, and I realized that it was fucking bullshit. Like, it was not something that, first of all, it was not something that would, the, the concept was fundamentally flawed in how they were doing it. I learned that because I actually did everything I was supposed to do. I, you know, I. I made a pitch book. I went around and made appointments. I met with businesses and the way that they had their situation set up, it was, it was not something that would ever have worked. And so it was a flawed model. And I learned that right away. And I had to eat that $8,000, bro. When I didn't have it, you know, imagine eight grand at 16. Yeah. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a big deal. So I, but, 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 but I cut them right away and I moved on to the next thing. And, uh, and I, and I learned the lesson that this person is learning, which is, Make sure you do your fucking homework top to bottom before you get into something. Yeah, that's real. Question number two, Andy. Can bosses and coworkers ever be friends with each other uh, after work? I'm afraid that I, as a CEO, uh, if I befriend these employees, they'll take advantage of the friendship and won't contribute as much. Is there a line that needs to be drawn when befriending employees? I actually think that the better friends you are with your employees, the easier it is to manage them. And the reason is, is because most people have the wrong idea of leadership. They believe that leadership is authority when leadership is actually service. So your job as a leader is not to be the strong front person that leads and like everybody else is just, you know, behind you or under you. Your job is to be the person who looks out for them and serves them and gives them all the opportunity and tools to do their fucking job the proper way. And the reason that I say it's easier is because when you actually give a fuck about the people that you're leading and they give a fuck about you and you're leading them properly, not in an authority way, but in a fucking service way. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah, now yeah. you're in a situation where it's not driven by authority or fear. It's driven by service and love. And so that's a stronger foundation for your culture and your company than, you know, anger and fear, right? So, um, so the, you know, and this is a common question. I actually got this question yesterday and I was doing a live Q&A and it was, it was a question I had to answer. But, uh, you know, this comes from the flawed thinking about a CEO or a manager's role. You know, this person, like most CEOs or most, fucking authority figures think that it's about maintaining authority and control. And it's not that it's about servicing and making them better. And so, um, you know, when you have people who, and by the way, that means what that also means is that when you're at their house or you're out 
at, to eat at a restaurant, you're no longer the leader. You're, 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 you're one of them. Mm. Okay. You gotta be able to flip that switch. That's right. Yeah. Like, like bro, you know, you have to be when it's friends it's friends, when it's business, it's business. And if everybody understands that because everybody's friends and has respect for each other, then there really is never an issue with it. The issue becomes when leaders who are inexperienced believe that it's about maintaining some sort of power over the person, which dude, it goes without saying that if you're ahead of someone in a power structure of a corporation or a company or a fucking military or anything, you have authority over them. That's understood. It's there, yeah. Yeah, nobody likes that jammed down their throat or constantly reminded, right? Like that's not the most effective way to lead. It's just not. But that's how most people lead. And that's why most people suck at leading. So if you think about it as, you know, service leadership and that your job as a leader, you know, is to fucking make them better and they understand that and they feel that intent, then they will respect the boundaries inside when it's time to go to fucking battle. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, most people just have the wrong idea of what it means to be a leader. And by the way, I did for a long time, too. Yeah. I, I led that way for a long time, for a long time, dude long time I led that way and it was bad. Never worked. Yeah. I constantly turned people over. I constantly had fucking friction. I constantly lost friends because what would happen is what happens to most people. What he just described or she just described is what happens. You become friends and they start trying to take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. But that's because you're not really friends. It's pretend friends. When you're really friends, they don't fucking do that to you. It's a simple perspective change. Stop thinking that you're, you're, the fucking boss and start thinking of yourself as like, you are the support for them. Hmm. You, work, you work for them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what great leaders do. Yeah. They, and, and by the way, when you do that for people, do you think that they, do you think that they push you down or do you think that they lift you up? Yeah. Okay. Cause if, when you lift other people up, they will lift you up. That's just the way it works. And most people will never figure this out because they're so insecure and they're so scared of losing some sort of authority. If you're scared of a losing authority, you never had it in the first place. See what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, so start, and this is a perspective switch. So instead of thinking I'm their boss, start thinking I'm here to fucking make them better. And if you think about it like that and you do it with the true intent, they're going to feel that they will respond to that and it will change your whole entire fucking organization. Yeah. I'm just I'm thinking because like, dude, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense, man, because like, you know, these employees, they invest a lot into you or into the business. That's correct. Like, they, like, there's, it, yeah, I, I mean, it's never been talked like that. I don't people don't talk about it like that. Well, that's because most people don't know. Yeah, that's because that's because what, what this comes down to the same stuff we talk about on CTI all the time. Mm -hmm. What are we shown that a typical CEO looks like? What are we shown that a typical mm -hmm. leader looks like? They're they're like. These and, and, and by the way, my presence doesn't serve me in this regard because I actually have the presence of a stereotypical fucking like leader type person. And it hurts me sometimes because I can't, the perception is off. So if you don't even have that like loud, heavy presence as a leader, it actually serves you to lead the proper way easier, if that makes sense. But we're shown this in every single movie and every single fucking advertisement in every single magazine, in every single online article, what are we showing about CEOs and quote unquote leaders? They're, they're loud, badass, you know, intense people. And 
you know, they don't care about anybody. They step on everybody and they're proud. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you know? That's real shit. Yeah, but yeah, on the on the access part though, like right, like with with employees having access to you, is that correlating with this friendship? Or does it wean off the bigger you got to get? I mean, what how how do you like Bezos is not best friends with the guy packing boxes in the warehouse, right? Like, well, I mean, look, dude, that changes as the company changes. When you're when you're a small company, this is a much harder topic because when you're a small company, you spend so much time with the people in your company that. It, 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 you know, it's all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that, that, that quote unquote, like boundary does get watered down if you operate the, the wrong way, like mm-hmm. I described. Yeah, yeah. So, but as the company gets bigger, and this is why it is important. This is a great question. This is why it is important for you to become great friends with the people who you have now when your company is a little smaller, because those people one day you won't be able to talk to all the time. Like I won't, I, I, I can't see Cody every day. You know what I'm saying? But I'm such good friends with Cody that it's like, I don't need to see him for 50 years, bro. And it's still going to be the same. You see what I'm saying? Well, now those guys are leading their Correct. groups. And they have, Correct. Yeah. And so you have to build yeah. those bonds when your company is small. So like this even makes my case even stronger. 100%. It's a good point that I didn't hit on. Um, you have to build those relationships because one day those fucking four or five or six of those people that you are with now are going to be the people that are running your whole entire operation. And so if you don't have that, that rapport and that love and that relationship and you've led them through fear and blah, 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 it's not going to work. Yeah, absolutely. man. I love it. Uh, guys, our third and final question, Andy, question number three, hitting on leadership a little bit more. Uh, question says, Andy, I'm transitioning more into a leadership role. Uh, at work and I'm gaining more responsibilities. One of those responsibilities is giving feedback to my coworkers. I tend to be straightforward and blunt in doing so. I don't want to come off in a way of like breaking them down, but instead giving them feedback that will help build them up. I'm struggling on phrasing and communicating that effectively. Have you ever dealt with something like this? Uh, and how were you able to adjust and uh, adjust your delivery and help them improve? Instead of trying to soften the blow, uh, I think it's more important to be honest and direct. And, and I think that just takes repetition and it takes uh, practice. And, and I understand because the first time I ever had to fire someone, I fucking cried. Okay? No shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It was horrible, dude. It was horrible. And I like gave the dude like two weeks worth of pay in cash because I didn't have any fucking money. Like it mm. was fuck. I just had to fire him though, bro. He was, he was a good guy, Yeah, but he just wasn't I couldn't do anything with him. And um, so it's very, very difficult in the beginning to be direct. Um, But what I've learned is that it's easier to just get it out on the table and then sort it out than it is to try and like hint around at what the point is. And so a good technique that I think young leaders can really use to help with this is to, yeah, dude, just say it, just say what the problem is and then watch how they react and then have a conversation and let them get up and walk away or you get up and walk away after you've had the conversation and then come back 10, 20, 30 minutes later and be like, hey, look, dude, that's not fun for me either. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like having that conversation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I want you to get better. We, got, we have to get better. We have to win. This is a team effort here. And my job is to point you in the direction where you could be better. And so 
that this is not me like trying to beat you down. It's actually me trying to build you up and, and have that conversation after a little bit of time has passed because then you're, you're kind of reinforcing what was said in the first conversation. And that's the time where you could like, you know, fucking hug it out. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, and I found that to be a pretty effective strategy, especially for people who are inexperienced. Like for me, I don't usually have to do that anymore. Like I can solve it right there. Like we can, we can have one conversation. It's all good. Um, but when I was younger and I wasn't as good with that kind of thing, the way I got around it was using that technique I just described. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you, do you think it's easier to have these conversations, like the truth conversations? Was it easier to have those back then? Or is it, you know, like versus, cause I mean, dude, there's a lot of like, nah, the younger crowd, the younger generation, the Gen Z workers right now, right? Like they're a little bit more emotional. Yeah. So this is fucking real world. You know, you gotta, you, you gotta get them aligned to the real world, dude. Like, I don't think you're doing anybody any favors by fucking doing what people have done to those people their whole lives, which is fucking lie to them about what it's like to actually be in the real world. Sugarcoat the shit. Yeah, part of the, the problem bush, we have yeah. in society, and I talk about this a lot, but it's that we have so many people that were told one thing all the way through school only to be put out in the real. I've actually been talking about this since 2015 when I first started the podcast. They, they, you, you guys have to really think about this big picture. Like when people are taught from a young age that it doesn't matter what the score of the game is, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, that everybody gets a trophy, mm -hmm. all right? That, that everybody, you know, is special and unique and, and deserves this. The real world doesn't give a fuck about what you deserve. It cares what you earn, okay? So you have to perform. This is real shit. And so like, when you take someone who's been told this for 20 fucking years and then you put them out in the real world, of course they're going to have some massive issues adjusting. Over 50% of Gen Z is on antidepressant fucking medication. That's insane. Yes, That's I know. Insane. Dude, it's like 60 something percent say they, ha they have depression, okay? These kids have been indoctrinated to fucking lose. So you don't do them any favors by when they come into your organization, uh, pacifying them more because they might not understand. Bro, if they can't fucking understand it and you can't explain it, then they don't belong in your organization. And that's just that. And eventually they'll get fucking fired from company after company after company and they'll keep voting Democrat socialist shit and they'll never have anything. And eventually they'll figure out but holy shit, this is not the way the world works. The world works on meritocracy, okay? You could say communism, you could say socialism, you could say fucking anyism, you could have fucking straight up chaos. It doesn't matter. The peep, the natural order will always win. And natural order in business is you have to be great. Natural order inside of a company is you have to be great. And we have been told over many, many, many years now that if you're you know, this certain race, you automatically get promoted or you get special treatment. Or if you throw a temper tantrum, or if you go to HR, or if you do these things, you're going to somehow get, that has to stop. You guys have to stop pacifying these people because every time you pacify them, you're enabling them and you're actually creating a, a bigger problem for them down the road. So like, dude, I don't really put stock into someone's fucking feelings. I understand very clearly how the fucking world works. And here's how I understand it. 
If you're good, you got to be great. If you're great, you got to become undeniable. And when you get undeniable, that's the only time that nobody can stand in your way. So my, uh, my advice to any of you out there is to work to become that because there are shitty people. There are unfair circumstances. There are bad situations. There are bad times. But at the end of the day, if all of those things happen at once, you are still worth a ton in terms of financial gain, okay, which matters a lot whether people want to admit it or not. Your whole life is built upon your finances, everything. If you want to be someone who can always be valuable and earn a living, your goal should be to become undeniable in all areas. That means you should be fit. That means you should be educated. That means you should be, uh, you know, the hardest worker. That means you should be, you know, as as smart as your brain could possibly be. And I know that you can do it, guys, because guess what? I'm not the smartest motherfucker. There's things that basic humans know that I don't even know. I don't know how to long divide, bro. I, I can't even spell shit. If it wasn't for spell check, bro, I, I'd be fucked. Okay? Like, there, you don't have to be highly intelligent. You just have to be highly disciplined. And that's why I talk about discipline so much. Because everything about becoming undeniable is built on discipline as the foundation. This is why I built the Live Hard program, which you can go listen to at episode 208. It's fucking free. That's where I would start. If you want to become undeniable, if you want to become great, if you want to become someone who's always of value, can always find a job, even in the hardest motherfucking circumstances, or can always find a way to earn income in the hardest circumstances, you have to become undeniable. And that, that is, that's just the way it is. That's how it works. And there's nothing that any of you out there could, could fucking could say to convince me otherwise. It's a meritocracy system. Become fucking great. If you, if you operate in a communist country, the, the most undeniable people still fucking win, okay? If you operate in chaos, like we have anarchy, the most undeniable people still fucking win. So it's the only insurance against what's going on in the world is to become undeniably fucking great, whatever it is you do. Yeah. That should be the goal for everybody. And that's the way it works. So I don't fucking, I don't pacify these people. If someone comes in and they have like, you know, I don't even have to do this anymore because we built such a strong culture that it weeds those people out before I even know who their fucking names are. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's, you know, if I have someone who, who hasn't ever understood that and I could sit down and I could say, okay, <clears throat> you like, do you like sports? Usually these people don't. And they'll say no. And I'll say, <laughs> I'll say, okay, well, but do you know what sports are? Yeah. Okay. Well, who are some of the highest paid people in the world? And they're going to say, well, fucking athletes. And they'll usually say, well, that's bullshit too, blah, 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 right? And I'll say, okay, well, if these people are paid at $50 million a year to play this sport, how are they judged? What determines their paycheck? Mm-hmm. And I start getting them to tell me yeah. of, of this very un- basic, easy, understand, un- understandable concept of meritocracy. You don't get a $50 million contract in fucking baseball without fucking being great. Mm-hmm. $50 million worth of work, baby. That's it. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Well, that's just playing a game. That's what. Yeah. You know what, though? They've been practicing that game for tens of thousands of hours since they were fucking four. When was the last time 
100,000 people showed up to watch you do your fucking job. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of these people have a very fucking skewed sense of what reality is. This is why I started the show. All right. And what we have to do as people who understand reality is to live it and then let them ask us why. Why are we, why is everything working out for us? Well, because we're playing on a different board than you're playing on. And the one that these motherfuckers taught you for the last fucking 20 years of your life was a lie. And that's very hard for people to wrap their brain around. It's very hard. It's real. But it's true. Yeah. It's true, man. Kids don't keep score in fucking sports, dude. Think about that. Scoreboard's off. It's a complete 180 degree opposite of how the world actually works. So why are we teaching our kids that? Well, we're teaching our kids that because when they come out of school and they get their fucking faces smashed in, in a meritocracy environment, whatever ism you want to say it is, they hate that environment and they do everything they can to do what against that environment? Break that shit down. Yeah. And what, in, in which way do they vote? Do they vote for more communist policies, more socialist policies, more free shit for them? Of course they vote for free shit for them because they're not competitive to fucking earn it. This is the goal. This creates a power base for these people in power. This has always been the goal. And people still refuse to fucking acknowledge it or understand it. People will never, ever, 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 ever vote their way to prosperity. It will not fucking happen. And that's the biggest fucking lie that's told to these kids. And anybody, to be quite honest. So, yeah. Anyway, stop pacifying these people. Tell the truth. Um, get comfortable having the conversation because it's a skill that you're going to need. And you're going to, you're going to need it more and more as things get bigger and bigger. And, uh, you know, use my technique of, of laying it out, sorting it out, letting it kind of be a shit show for a minute. Say what you got to say. Let them say what they're going to say. Then say what you got to say again. Do you understand? Yeah, I got it. You know, let them be upset. Come back 30 minutes later and say, hey, look, I love you, dude. I'm trying to make you better. That's my job here. I want you to win. I want you to have a career. I want you to be as successful as possible. I, it's not fun for me to do those things or say those things either. It's the truth and we need to get better and hug it the fuck out. It's real. It's, it works. It, I've never had it not work. I say that. So love it, man. Well, guys, Andy, that's three. Look at that. Wait, we got, should we take a break? 44 or? minutes and 28 seconds. Yeah. Just about uh, 32. Yeah. Whatever. 36. Right on that 45. minute. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the show. If the show helped you, if it made you better, if you you could you think you're going to use one of these tools to make yourself better, and uh, please share the show. That's all I ask. It's not that much. All right? Talk to you soon. Yeah, went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, doesn't know. Headshot, case closed. Close.